Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. This is Marissa right here, bro. This is the reason why I'm flying to all you niggas. <laughs> you understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even gotta say shit, because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello. <laughs> wow, that was a lot. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Don't go bad, bro. <clears throat> Welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. I think I, I sound like I have cotton mouth, don't I? You don't hear this? You don't hear this? I think you're okay. But okay. That's, you know, right, you have, you have, really high. You have the art of laughing at yourself down so perfectly. It makes everything better. Okay, so... This is me. I'm Marissa, obviously. And this is my friend Casey. Hello. Um, Casey writes a lot of stuff. How did we actually meet? We met through Kathy, right? We met through Kathy. Um, I just remember the first time that I met you, I did that thing that I hate doing where I'm like, oh my God, your hair is so red. And you were like, oh. you were like, neat. I've never gotten that before. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't like literally say that, did I? No, 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 okay. no. This was at, I want to say this was at Kathy's book party with Prodigy and Angie oh, Martinez. I was so depressed at that time in my life. That was, was that 2015 or 2016? 2016, like fall yeah. 2016. And I was living in Harlem in a super, super small apartment. And I'm getting sick every single month because that apartment was dirty. Yeah. Come a long way since then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's where we met. And we both work under, was it tutelage? Under the tutelage of Kathy? Yes, under the tutelage of Kathy. Um, and for those of you who aren't familiar, you're, you haven't been listening because mm -hmm. Kathy has one of the most important books coming out. Yes. I'm so excited for it. It's called God Save the Queens. I want to say October 22nd. I want to say the 26th. I don't know. Kathy's probably going to listen to this and punch <laughs> us both later. Yeah. It's coming October. Yes. So... But, yeah, we both have um, been fortunate to work with her, um, learn from her, be made fun of by her. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole nine. She sent me the craziest text the other day because um, the book that I'm writing now, I'm working with Kathy on it and stuff. And so I sent her the first bunch of chapters that I wrote for it. And I was so fucking nervous, too, by the way. I was like, wow, this is probably trash. You know, it was so much work. I Taking, I've never written a book before. This is mm -hmm. like a lot. And um, I sent it to her and she, <clears throat> wow, my throat is so dry. She texted me like 30 minutes after I sent it to her and she said, stop fucking rappers. You're too brilliant. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't fuck rappers anymore. <laughs> but that's We don't know. Of, we don't know. But that's like the type of shit she's on. Like that's how she talks. And I appreciate that about her. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like getting that feedback and having it, you know, that, that 30 minutes was probably terrifying. Bruh. And I, I was just so nervous, too, because I was supposed to have the chapters like a few days earlier. And it was just so hard fucking like traveling to Jersey for the wedding and doing all this stuff and then trying to sit down and get in the creative zone to write something. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you have to be in the mood. You can't just like say I'm going to write and whatever. So um, 
you know, I was like running late and then I'm just like, I can't even give it an excuse if I would try to say like, oh, I was busy. Like Kathy's mom, you know, she was going through all that and mm-hmm. she still managed to write her book while her mom was sick and then still got it done, edited and everything after her mom passed. May she rest in peace. Like, I think the thing that's some of the like craziest part about that is that the work wasn't compromised. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to deliver under pressure and it's another to deliver well under pressure. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm good at the second part. <laughs> I, I don't think I am either. I mean, I work best under pressure, though, and I don't know why because I hate it so much. Like, I'm miserabler the whole time. I know it's not a word. Good writer in me. But the pressure shit is, like, that's how I felt about the book, though. Like, yeah. I'm already a week past when I told them I would get them some shit. Like, I was waking up every morning at 5 a.m. trying to, like, get myself in the zone, buying coffee at 9 p.m. so that I could try to do, like, a late-night writing session. Like, it was literally all I thought about. Yeah. We've been giving you guys quality content for about three years now, and we want to bring you even more. By subscribing to our Patreon, you'll have access to everything from full videos to spending a day with the gang and riding in a low rider through the streets of L.A. Um, We got tiers for our listeners on a budget, and we got tiers for our big ballers, too, and everyone in between. And even if you don't care about the content and you just want to support us, we would appreciate that, too. So subscribe to us at patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. Do you feel like you preferred the early morning or the late night shift? Like, where did you think you came into your stride with it? Um, or was it you didn't even have the choice? Like, you just had to get it done? I had to just get it done. But if I had to pick one of those, I think the late night part is better because especially me as a Jersey person living in LA, all my friends are asleep by mm-hmm. 9 p.m. the latest because it's midnight over there. So I'm not really distracted. But, you know, I can write a little. But I also am like an old lady, so I, I want to go to bed every night at like 10 p.m. So it's really hard to like get through that. Um but then with the morning shit, it's like all my friends are up. My group chat's already going because they're mm-hmm. all on the East Coast. So I'm looking into the Playing group chat. catch up. Yeah. And so it's kind of impossible to do either one. And middle of the day, forget it because there's too much other shit going right. on. Right. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, like getting like so I, like Marissa, I work as a news writer um, as one of my jobs. And I don't like that. But I also like appreciate how with news you can log in, log out and then like create space to be creative after. Yes. Like around that, like when you're at when you're working for a company and you're doing news, like it's very like straightforward. It's mm-hmm. not. Oh, you need to be creative and use big words. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> Literally the same shit every fucking time. So. Yeah. Standard. So h- how do you feel now? Do you feel like are you what you're almost done? You're With halfway? Yeah. I don't know because I mean yeah, I don't know. I, it was a a big chunk, but there's also like a whole lot more of life that the person has to tell. Mm-hmm. But I would like to think because I mean the books do July 1, so these this next set of interviews has to has to be the second half. I yeah. just don't know if they're going to be longer and it's going to be yeah. a lot more work, but you got a couple weeks left marathon status <sighs> but we were talking about that earlier it's sometimes better to just have like a short deadline so that you're not like procrastinate because as writers i think like you just procrastinate forever until you can't do it anymore so i kind of like that i don't have that option yeah because the shit hanging over your head is just not it yeah so the good news is that you got good feedback yes and you're getting through it yeah <laughs> and then when this shit drops i feel like it's gonna be like a TMZ pickup on some of the shit that they're talking about. So that'll be kind of cool to have that. Yeah. Interesting little birthday present. Yeah. You got your birthday coming up. I don't know when the book's supposed to come out, though. 
but I guess they'll tell me later. Who's that? Oh, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I thought it was like, I don't know what I thought that was. <laughs> Come on, get on the mic, son. We're talking about, I don't even know what the fuck. I'm so high. I think I'm coming down, though. I don't know. No, you're doing good. Are doing right? Good. I'm engaging and stuff. Yep. <laughs> All right. This is Wait, an recording? episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought so. Yeah. We're just talking about writing. Writer shit. And books. Okay, okay. I'm Ariella. <laughs> I'm I Casey. Casey, I thought I haven't seen you before. Nice oh. to meet you. Probably at like, like a birthday thing. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I brought I would, you to tie. Was that the first day we met at my birthday party in LA? Well, the second, I mean. Talking about me? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> we went to the I showed Marissa had like a very beautiful dinner situation, mm-hmm. rented out this spot I've never been to. I think, were we in West Hollywood or something? Yeah, West Hollywood. Um, and I showed up, the, like I was the first one there. <laughs> you were. She showed up at the time that we said. Who the fuck shows up at the time that you say? On top of that being like fresh off the plane from New York, like, guys, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm going to figure it out. And you were alone for like dumbass long because no one came until way later. It's like you get there, your phone's on 100. By the time other people show up, you're like, oh, well, I'm at 15. It's like, I think the thing was 7 to midnight and she showed up at 7 and we all got there at like 930. I mean, Damn. it is what it is. She was I mean, they're quiet. like, I mean, they're 20 minutes earlier, an hour late. There's okay. no no in between. Yeah. Um, but that was fun because I felt like I got thrown into like the lingering tag along. <laughs> but like, I was obviously invited, but we went to Ty's studio. And I remember being so annoyed by like, there were like some people there that shouldn't have been there. And yeah. I was like, am I one of those people? <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, they ended up kicking, like, a hell of people out. I mean, my stupid ass showed up with, like, my whole party at the studio <laughs> with him. I was just drunk inviting everybody. He was a good sport about it, though. He, he was. <laughs> he was like, yeah, Marissa, like, you and, like, you know, your close friends can stay, but I'm going to need the rest. Of this. That, that was fun, though, because right around that time, or maybe, like, six months prior, I actually wrote a story where um, it was a digital cover story that featured him. So mm-hmm. I got to be like, hi, I'm, like, the nerdy writer friend of Marissa's, <laughs> but I interviewed you recently, and, he, you know, he, he remembered the, the feature or whatever. I love um, him. He's but. so nice. I was telling my, my, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but he texted me when he was in New York and I was in New York and he wanted me to hear the album. And that's like the whole story. But I didn't go, I didn't go see that. Yeah. Well, you still, you still got your one text left. I so. do, yes. <laughs> All right, the rule. Oh, wait, no, I, I fucking used it this weekend. <laughs> Fuck. Because <laughs> so how does that work? You're allotted one text per month? Yeah, to myself. I allot it to myself. Okay. It's not like we've never discussed it, but I'm like. That's like the opposite of me following up to get invoices paid. <laughs> I, offer, I allot myself one every three days for those. <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like if I text them more than once a month, it's going to be like, fuck, I wish this bitch didn't have my number. <laughs> but like once a month, it's like, oh, fuck it, I'll answer this bitch. <laughs> Dollar sign. Thank you. <laughs> so my this weekend text, I was like, wow, my heart. I really should take something to drink. This weekend, I was like, um, where you at? I want to hear the album. And then he texted me back, and he was like, where you at? And so I wrote back, and I was like, my crib. And that was the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I used it. So that's it. No, I can't text him until July. <laughs> this is horrible. Aww. 
Remind me his birthday again. August, bleh, April 13th. So, wow, what a fangirl I am. <laughs> I'm so corny. God. I, I wanted to feature him on my um, astrology column. That was what I wanted to start talking yeah. about anyway. So great. Let's clap it up for that segue, everybody. That was so good. <laughs> also, you're like so amazing that the second the conversation pauses, you like pick it up immediately. You're like a true natural mic person. I actually did a radio show. Fun fact. You're like oh, yeah. really fucking bomb, bro. <laughs> <laughs> time. I stopped doing it. It was at my college, and I used to get phone calls because I had like a late night slot. And so what were you doing? These, like, well, it was a talk show, and so I would talk for an hour and I play music for an hour. My slot was um, either eight to ten or ten to twelve. But mm-hmm. when I was the later one, I would get guys calling and being like. You have a really sexy radio voice. Oh. And it just creeped me out. I was like, this cannot be my claim to fame. Oh my God. At 97, when we used to intern, like back in, wow, what year was that? 2009. Um, the boys that were like interning with me, they would, you know, we'd have to enter the calls at night. And they used to like pick up bitches on the phone that would call in. Like the boys at Hot would be like, "Yo, you sound sexy, ma. Like you want to talk to a Hot 97 person?" Like, oh, yeah. it's like I could get paid uh, for that. And, like, <laughs> and they would like get all type. They was hitting so many bitches just off of picking up the phones. It was like Russian roulette though, because they could look yeah. like anything when you go meet up with them. It's like a different level of catfishing. <laughs> That's how the chat rooms were though. I never participated in those things. I was always on those. Like, you know, and that was in the era where, like, you had a call after nine. You know what I mean? So I was, like, always Oh, for free minutes? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) my God. And wait, were the chats free? They had to be, right? Because everybody was on that shit. And it was like, you could talk, you could be talking for anybody in the world, really. Like, but a lot of people that I was always connected with was, like, People um, like on the West Coast, some and, 90s like in, ass yeah, shit. in Canada, like it was like random ass shit, having pen pals and shit. That is so <laughs> it's like such a random concept. <laughs> and then like, so wait, was it a group, and then you could go branch off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was like different chat rooms. So one could be like teens, fourteen to nineteen, or you know, it would be by ages, or it'd be by like what you like. Uh, and like, how do you get into? It? You just keep pressing like one and like set, press. Seven. It used to be. Like, just, what do you mean, like, name? Like, going in, like, putting in, like, yeah, username yeah, and shit? You, oh, wait, you go online and do it? Yeah, it was online. It was a website. Oh, I'm think, I'm talking about, remember the chat, the call chat shit? Yeah, the What's party that? line. Oh, party line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Chat rooms, yeah, we did that shit. Did, did you ever get into Ustream? That was like so, a weird middle period. Yeah. I was working on this article that I did for, um, it got went live today on Revolt TV. It's about um, different times the artist tweeted something and then it came true years later. Oh. So I was searching on um, like Kendrick Lamar's Twitter from like 2009 and he would go on Ustream and talk to his fans. Really? And I just thought that was so cool, like to be tapped in. I, I used to do Ustream when I did... Um, when I did my radio show, we would have that, like, that was kind of, like, the segue into being more, like, digital, mm-hmm. in, even though it was just a college radio station. But I miss that era, kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't fuck with Instagram Live. I just don't. Same. I'm never logging on to one. Yeah. If I do, it's an accident. Oh, my God. I yeah. hate when I do that. <laughs> and there's only, like, three people in the room. Right. And you're like, shit, shit, shit. And you're, like, trying to close out the thing because it says you're in there. And then they ask you a question. You're not there anymore. And then they know you left the room. Yeah. <laughs> Another cool thing, too, about, like, that era on Twitter from, like, during blog era to, like, 2000. 2008 2000 to 2010 2011 mm-hmm. was like the way that rappers used twitter then yeah no one gave a fuck at all and there was always a story to make off their tweets too it right. was great like 
there was so much going on. It's interesting though, like there's certain artists who didn't wipe their Twitter clean. Like I was looking at Megan the Stallion and I was like, I was thankful I didn't find any tweets that could get, yeah, you know, her in, her in trouble. trouble. But mm-hmm. like, I kind of hate that that's like a thing. A 2019 amplified, like, I mean, you know, just being aware. I mean, I, I've, I'm i sure everyone has said stupid stuff, but when it's preserved on Twitter, mm-hmm. especially depending on the context and the right. themes. And yeah. cancel culture just loves to just go crazy. There's, yep. it's, you know. They and love like, digging. We all have said stupid shit as a kid. I mean, like, but there's levels to it, though. Like, some stupid shit is, like, a little ignorant, but some is just, like, bad, bad. I don't know. It's, I guess it depends on the person. I, I don't know. But that's why I always preach on the show. Like, get time hopped. Yeah. Do the shit. Do whatever you got to do. Search your names I've been and keywords. keywords. Like, mm-hmm. every bad word you can think of. Any derogatory term. Because, I mean... The derogatory terms like like the f bomb for a gay person and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know, back in like the nineties, OOs, people just said that shit freely, and it wasn't, it wasn't like there was not so much thought yeah. into it. I mean, it is offensive, yes, it is, but there wasn't so much thought into it. So it's like, I, and rap is slow to that too. Like, I don't know if you if you read write write about it this week for Double XL, but like um, like boozy. With his airport thing. Oh, yeah. He dropped the F-bomb, like the bad F-bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, sir. <laughs> and it was all because he was, he, he claimed that he was being racially discriminated right, against. Right, but it's he was just late flight. to the gate. But he was late to the gate and he was like, I can't go to my pool party. <laughs> right. I was like, that's a little bit of a mood. Like, I, I felt, you yeah, know. Yeah, that, but there that was, was crazy. There was nothing in it that said they did anything wrong other than <laughs> yeah. you can't come on the flight because... Whatever. And he admitted to it too, you know, just like, oh, like the captain said it was okay, but the gate, you know, like they, they have to follow the rules there too. So I thought that was a little abuse of social media there, but mm. I hate that shit. This just makes it hard for when it's like a legitimate yeah. reason, mm-hmm. you know. I feel but. like we were saying, we just got on, off a tan- on a tangent, didn't we? We were talking about, we said Aries. We well, Tidal signs a Taurus, right? Isn't that air? I don't know. How do you know the difference? <laughs> <laughs> we don't Wait, know. Wait, what is it? April what? 13th. April 13th. April 13th. I feel I'm like pretty that's sure that's Aries. Aries. Am I wrong? Wow. Aren't you the like the horoscope? It's the Aries. Oh, yeah. it's Aries. Aries. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How did you screw that Got up? Sign. <laughs> <laughs> I get a pass because... I say so. She, but, she has to remember so much. Okay, but you do do so like, why, how did you, why are you into horoscopes so much? Um, I've just always, I think it started with my ego and being a Gemini and Gemini is one of the most notorious, um, crazy ass cra- motherfuckers. Yeah. Like even when I was in middle school, it was like, oh, she's a Gemini. Like watch out for that one. You know, like it just, it became a part of my life where I think I was searching for, um, just like different identity type things and seeing like what applied to me, what didn't. And I was just always interested in it. And I had a period when I was like end of high school, early college, where I was friends with a lot of like hippie people. <laughs> I would like skip school and get my tarot cards read and, Ooh, you know, super white shit. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like learn about weed. That was wow. cool. All of that happened around the same time. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> But, you know, as as I got older, I started to pay attention to 
just like my own spirituality and how, you know, like I think one of the biggest misconceptions about astrology is that people think it's like a way of life or it means something that, you know, people always have an opinion about astrology, but the way that I approach it is that it's like a tool Mm -hmm. on how to understand yourself, how to understand others, how to approach certain situations. And it's all about like reflection and, you know, being introspective and it's not a religion. And that's something that, you know, my family is very religious and that they hate tarot cards. They hate, you know, even burning sage, they have some feelings about really? just like ritualistic things that aren't based from, you know, Christianity right. that is weird to them. So like as I learned more about like different esoteric themes and mm-hmm. figuring out like my own personality, my own thoughts on things like actually I have the, a tattoo of a Venn diagram and I always say that that's my like religion, spirituality tattoo. And it's just the idea that like every person has something in common with another person. So, like, that's kind of, like, one of my foundational beliefs. And as you, like, learn about other people, you see, like, how you're different than them, how you can learn from them, how you all share a common space. And so my love for astrology kind of stemmed from, like, a bigger picture type of a thing. And I just like having fun with it. Um, So then as I started learning more about, like, just, like, my background in, like, journalism and as I started focusing more on rappers, just seeing... Um, like Big Sean is someone who kind of like first started to like pique my interest with that just because in his music he's talking about manifesting stuff yeah. like Jay-Z even Wu-Tang like the, the Rizzo was a big influence on me in that space too just breaking down like 36 chambers like divine order numerology like all of those things and how they relate to one another and mm-hmm. how there's a lot to say on them so um, I started doing a column that Revolt picked up um, called Rapstrology where I talk about Um, astrology through like a hip-hop perspective Um, and that's everything from Cardi B being a Libra and seeking balance between you know like motherhood and her career Um, and everything from like Jay-Z being like kind of like secluded he's a Sagittarius like having like the opposite energy that like a Gemini would have for example um, which would be Kanye so like exploring like how those two are different how they interact Mm -hmm. you You ain't got the answers Exactly. <laughs> but like at the end of the day it's fun like you know Gemini being um you know kind of tied to the idea of duality like part of me is like really into astrology and then part of me is like oh I'm like good on it today mm-hmm. like Dave you know. is also a Gemini yeah he had his birth did he have his birthday or he's closer to, he's in June right June 3rd June 3rd June 3rd yeah yeah um but also when I was in college I this is something where I'm actually working on a book about um this like rap astrology concept and in my book proposal I'm talking about how when I was in college I was really into how Tupac and Biggie were opposite sides of Gemini oh so like what I mean by that is like Biggie's birthday came first Tupac's came second so like Biggie picking up traits that are closer to Taurus and um you know Tupac like skewing more emotional cancer side but I mean Tupac's it's kind of different because he his emotions were buried and like Biggie also had kind of like a joking perspective on astrology like even you know just like in his music being like he like denounces astrology, but also taps into it. You know, like his like the whole thing, like what's your age, what's your sign? Oh right, like, yeah, yeah. That's like him making fun of it, saying he doesn't need it to apply to you know to spit game at women. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's a few quotes that um, I cherish that were they both are talking about astrology in a way that you know I feel like they were tapped into to that and they they understood like Gemini is a sign of communication. It's ruled by um, you know, the god of communication ruled by Mercury, so very fast moving sign, and just the way that Biggie and Tupac were opposites, but also like t- you know, this on the same coin, two sides of the same coin. So. so, how do all the other I only just recently in the last year or so learned about like how what our regular sign is that we always say is only our sun sign, 
and then we have a moon sign and a Venus, Mercury, all those other mm -hmm. planets or whatever. So how much influence, like what percentage is our main sign of us? And then like is the moon and your rising like the second most important? Is there more out of that? Like what parts do they play in it? I wouldn't say that it's a matter of one being more than the other. Like if you're someone who's born... Um, so basically, just for those who aren't totally familiar with astrology, the, the most um, the, the thing that is the most helpful is to look at your birth chart. So that shows how like yep. the 12 different planets. So every single person has a unique fingerprint, mm -hmm. just like everyone has a unique astrological fingerprint. So like you could have two identical twins who were born a minute apart from each other. And that minute was enough to have some difference in their signs and mannerisms. So like your rising sign um, has to do with like your actions and how you approach situations. Your sun sign is the most outward because it reflects your personality. Okay. And your moon sign is more introspective, more emo emotion based. Okay. So the way that those three main signs interact with one, one another is different for every person. So sometimes, um, and this also has to do with, you know, your day to day, like, and that's the thing. It's like people are evolving. People's characters are evolving. So like for me, um, you know, like just like looking at my moon sign, looking at my sun sign, looking at all of these different things and how they react to one another. It just reminds you that you're multifaceted. So like if you're having like an emotional response to something, sometimes that sign may you may identify closer with. Okay. So like if you have a lot of um, and another thing, too, is every single sign has an element behind it. Okay. Um, so like, for example, I have a lot of air in my chart. And I don't have a lot of um, water in my chart. So what that oh. means is I'm more in my head about things. I'm more analytic. I'm less emotional. Um, but then, of course, there's days where I, you know, it, it's like funny because Kathy and I, for example, joke all the time how emotional I am. But it's also that re like reacts to my sun sign because I move so quickly. Okay. So like my way of processing something is crying about it so that in 10 minutes I can move on from it, you Me know. Too. So like I move quickly um, and I talk quick, you know, like all of that I think is. So I guess just to answer your question, it all has to show um, it can change with every day, you know, like all these. It, you're, that's the thing. It's like everyone is like on a quest to betterment, to understanding, to figuring out how they fit and what they do. And astrology just as a tool to kind of like see what you gravitate towards in your responses. So I think you, you broke down your chart before. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of Leo in my chart. Yeah, like my, a lot of fire. My so. my sun, my moon and my rising, I think, are all in Leo. And then my Mars or something like that. Mm. So it's like, feels like a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Is your Venus in Leo too? That's like romance. No, my Venus is. This is like next level, getting deep with it. This is you fun. Know. Hold on. <laughs> I have it saved in my. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, I am looking for it. And I, okay, my Venus is in. Are you on the CoStar app? Uh, my Venus is in one? Cancer. No. Okay. So that, that that shows like that's so that's you have fire and water in your chart then in your main your main four. Five, yeah, I have five. a lot of Cancer too in my thing. So what does that mean? Fire and water. It's just like the idea that you have like some internal battles with yourself. <laughs> I do battle myself. Yeah. I mean, you know, Leo is impulsive and stubborn, set in their ways a little bit, and then Cancer forces you to like look within on that and see ways that you can like be less um, adamant about something, you know, like I feel like all the different signs that they interact with one another, they help you to kind of challenge where you are and where you're going. Wow. Um, so like one thing informs the other. So like for me, for example, my rising is a Libra. So like that's something where Libra is represented by balance. So mm -hmm. having that balance is important to me. 
And that also comes um, from a space of like, you know, having a grandiose idea of where I want my life to go. Because Libra is like a very romantic, idealistic sign. Mm -hmm. And then Gemini can be very fleeting. So it's like the way that those two parts of myself interact with one another, I find interesting. And then my uh, moon is in Virgo. So I'm like analyzing all my emotions, basically. Tell me about Virgos. My boo is a Virgo. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I like Virgos. <laughs> They're really cool people. I've... I think like Virgo is going to be a good fit for you because it's a communication based sign. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have time for a, a bad communicator. I don't. But the so... crazy shit is nope. like the stupid motherfucker that the shit ended with on Valentine's Day. He was a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And then my ex-boyfriend, my last like actual real boyfriend, was also a Virgo. And so I'm like, I don't think yeah. Virgos are working out for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. but it's cool that you're attracting a similar sign. That's you weird. Know? I don't but understand can, that. You could also, I think also you should look at where that you're sitting, like um, in the middle of the month or, you know, at the end of the month, like closer to which cuss, because they could be more so of the other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the other sign. Well, no. Um, um, from February, oh wow, I said his name, fuck it, whatever. Um, he, uh, he was August Virgo, mm, and okay. then Smoke and this one are a day apart from each other oh, in September. Mm. So he's probably just like Smoke, except like he actually has a personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. I love, I love Smoke. That wasn't nice, Damn. but you know, yeah. So. I'm not, I'm not the best with compatibility, but Leo and Virgo. I mean, I mean, I feel like I did the whole like I did our thing of like where you could put in where they were born. And mm. I guess both our natal charts. I did that comparison or whatever, even though I don't know what Tommy was born. So I couldn't, I guess, do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But like 90 percent of that shit was like really, really positive. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because one of my favorite astrologers is very adamant about not knowing uh, the birth chart of your partner until like six months in. Why? Because it, it's just like you don't want to like let I think that influence you don't want it to influence you to the point where you're not living and you're not experiencing. That's so and real. that's another thing, too, is I think as astrology becomes more um, like prominent in culture, like people Quote unquote mainstream. Yeah. Like people <laughs> people will say do something and then excuse it by their zodiac instead you know, or like, you know, for example, Scorpio is one of the most misunderstood understood signs so people would be like oh I'm not dating a Scorpio like get out of here and that they could be missing out on an opportunity to like learn or grow right so this astrologer was saying like don't don't learn about it yet like because all the answers lie within your own chart it's like one of those things where like you know how you're behaving you can't control the actions of another person right so that's like you know and it's kind of like a an ongoing conversation that I think it applies to differently you know like the person who I'm currently dating is someone who astrologically like I should it's a nightmare. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't even do it, you know, but yeah. like, that's not, that's not the best. That's like, instead of using astrology as a tool, it's using it as like a, 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 a gate or something, yeah. you know, like yes. you don't want that. You yeah. want to be open to different experiences and, and all of that. But, um, but it, it is interesting looking at compatibility because I think it does speak to, you know, as you learn how you react to things, learning about how your partner might respond to different things. Mm-hmm. It's just all interesting, you know, like, and that's the thing. I, I think astrology is a really good starting point. I don't think it's an end all be all. And like the longer you sit with it and let that do the speaking for you, you're taking away from your own authentic path in it. So that goes back to me being like, I don't want to say I have one foot in with astrology, one foot out, because that's not necessarily the case. It's just like seeing what's out there, seeing how it applies, but then also having like my own free will to, you know, live my life in that way too. So are you into astrology, Ariella? I am. 
Um, not as in depth. <laughs> <laughs> I want like That's I tried to get, yeah, <laughs> like, oh but I'm what, interested what because I'm sign? more of a spiritual person. Okay, I'm a Cancer. Okay, but I'm like more sort of like towards Gemini. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the fifth, so um, I pick up a lot of those qualities. But um, so like a lot of like when people be like, oh, like you're emotional, like I get that, but at the same time they be like, oh, like their homebodies, that people are like really stating mm-hmm. themselves. I'm not really that closed off. Um, I like being out and about and stuff like that. So in certain instances, I'm like, eh. you know, astrology, um, you know, isn't something like, you know, like I swear by. But would, would you claim being a proud cancer? Like, would you claim it? Because I feel like for me, like as a Gemini, I'm like, yup. I wonder. <laughs> um, sometimes I, I, I guess I do. Because like, you know, on social media, when they be saying stuff, I'd be like, yep, that's me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, yeah, to, to an extent, I definitely do. But I was going to ask you too, because I was just talking to my homegirl about this yesterday. Um, numerology. Like, I'm really intrigued with numerology. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just figured out my life path number, which is seven. Okay. And, awesome. um, like, I was looking it up a little bit. I didn't go as in-depth as I wanted to because I just found out. But um, I definitely, like, want to learn more about astrology and both numerology. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing, like, um, like, the whole life path thing. I'm like, hmm. Because I looked at my mother's and it was looking a little familiar. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so if it's true for her, you know what I mean? Some of this stuff might be true to me. So, yeah. I mean, numerology is definitely something that I've only scratched the surface with. But, mm. like, for me, for example, I'm, I'm really intrigued by, like, what they call angel numbers. Ooh. So, like, that's something where if you look at the clock and it's 11-11, you, like, make a wish. And gotcha. that, things like that, like Jay-Z naming his album 444. Uh, Go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, paying attention to numbers that, you know, like, you see repeatedly, like, those could be telling you something. Like, okay. So, like, if you're gravitating towards, like, certain, if you see, like, a seven everywhere, or, like, you yeah, know, like, I see sevens, like, everywhere, bro. I see my birthday every yeah. fucking where, or, like, lately, for the last, like, two months. I think that's cool. Everywhere. I can't tell you what it means, but that's I think what it's I'm cool. like, I feel I like it's a super it positive, like, thing. Like, like a reassurance for Yeah, something. I keep seeing it everywhere, 727, 727, like, over and over and over again. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's a good vibe. Yeah. I mean, any numbers that you gravitate towards that jump out at you for a reason, it's for a reason, you know? Like, going back to what I mentioned with, like, RZA and stuff, like, he broke down, um, like, his own pillars of spirituality and, like, talking about, like, seeing certain numbers reinforcing a belief that it's just kind of like a, hey, you're on the right path type of a thing. Yeah. Like, for me, too, it's like I have a connection to hummingbirds. That's, like, something where I say it's, like, my nana paying me, like, a visit or, like, reassuring me I'm on the right path and... You know, that's not necessarily, like, a religious thing. It's more of a spiritual type of a thing. So I think, like, especially in this generation, I think people are kind of adapting from all different types of, like, sources of spirituality and religion to kind of, like, form their own beliefs with stuff. But, you know, I I still identify as a Christian. I'm just, like, closeted about it because, you know. Yeah. I I feel like for me, I'm, like, my spirituality is, like, first, and then the other stuff I think is private. That's what I always tell my mom. I'm, like, it's private. I guess I'm Christian, I guess. Yeah. I'm not Catholic. I used to be Catholic, but I don't want to be denominational anymore because their shit is ridiculous, bro. (laughs) That shit is stupid. (laughs) I'm like, I don't feel like God needs us to be this this OD. Yeah. We can just, like, low-key chill and still hella fuck with God, you know? Like, we get so much backlash as Catholics because of 
priests. You know what I mean? And all right. the, they're touching the, mad the boys, bro. So like, we don't even like. Oh, you're Catholic. Oh, good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like. Also, have you ever been to church with Catholic people? That shit sucks. <laughs> it's the worst, it's, most boring thing it's in the so whole sober. world. You <laughs> feel like you're dying in there, exactly. like, or somebody died. Like most times, they did. It's so <laughs> dead in there, like. And they just be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> for dumbass long. You're like, what are they even fucking saying? And then, like, they talk and then everyone says it together, but, yeah. like, so serious, it feels like you're in, like, some concentration. Like, like some a cult. Notes. Yeah, like, yeah. there we go. Like, I used cult, to be an like- altar girl, so I totally mm. know what you're talking about. God, this shit is depressing. <laughs> and then, like, you gotta go tell your sins to somebody, like, Nah, bro, you know, he's just taking that info and going home. Like, let me tell you this wild shit that somebody <laughs> did. Like, like these so- people crazy. The whole shit is just a scam. It's just too yeah. much. Like, God. Well, I think that also speaks to, like, the need to kind of, like, form your own opinions about stuff. Right. You know? Like, I think we're moving away from more institutionalized, like, patriarchal-based like yeah. constructs anyway. You that's know? why a lot of people are turning more spiritual, too. Yeah, Like, I know that's why I did, because I'm like, I, and I try to tell my mom, because my mom married a Catholic. She was Baptist, raised Baptist. And, like, she she's down with that. She's down with catching the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. You know <laughs> oh what I mean? All God. that stuff. I'm like, lady, go ahead. That shit freaked me out. But, hey, you know what I mean? Like, if you, that's God. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit. So I don't knock it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not a church person. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, not even sound cliche, but going to church and all of that, being around other parishioners, that's cool and all. But I don't really get a connection to God that way. You know, I feel like me just praying and, you know, crying and everything like that is how I do it. And that's why I started leading more into finding out about spirituality, too, because that's why I just feel like, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. me being talking to God and me trying to become one with God is more spiritual than me having to go into an institution and, you know what I mean? I think there's still a need oh, yeah. for community, too, but we're just finding yeah. it in different ways. True. You know? Yeah, I like going to church, too, when I can, but my church is in New Jersey, so when I can is not that often. But I do like the sense of community and just being around everyone and getting a good word. It's motivational. I like it's the nice. word. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's something that you're looking, like, with, you know, dating a new person and stuff? Like, is that a subject that's come up? He practices what works for him. Right. And that is very nice. That's, that's a good thing to be supportive of, too. Like, everyone doing their own thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking believe what you believe and follow what you follow. Right. I'm not here to change you. We're here to... I mean, it's up Satanism. You can keep that far from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> we ain't fucking with that. And, like, it's being a Wiccan. That's different. Is that a religion or, like, a thing? I was reading, um, so the New York Times had an article that came out this week talking about the rise of astrology, and then it got into, like, Wicca and how people who identify as Wiccans, technically it's the fastest growing religion in in recent years. Like, the amount of people that have kind of, like, claimed the occult and, like, you know, like, there's all these articles about, like, with, like, the political election stuff coming up, like, there was a surge in books um, talking about like here's the hex to do to like get the Republicans out of office and like oh so it's interesting how like a religion based on like witchcrafts and I don't know that much about Wiccan period but I know that I think like there's a moment happening in culture where people are like capitalizing on that idea uh-huh. like people are selling like spell kits and it, it's offensive to people um, you know like who are 
serious about that stuff. Like, especially like in like the Latin community, like people who, you know, like practice ritualistic things. Yeah. I don't think that they would identify as Wiccan. I think that's more like in like brujeria. I don't know how you say it. Brujeria. Bru- brujeria. <laughs> yeah. So I think like, I, I don't know like where this article was getting the statistic from, but it was just saying that like more, so many people are identifying with like Wiccan stuff that in the past hundred years, it's considered the fastest growing religion. That's um, strange. That's crazy. But it was also talking about how it's all vague, too. Like, people are, you know, it's kind of like going back to, like, an energy thing. And people are trying to be mindful of what they're putting out there and stuff. So I, I don't I don't know. I think it's maybe something to, like, read more about. Like, you know, I'm definitely ignorant on that. But um, just the idea, you know, because especially so I also do, like, a, I make my own candles. And in my candles, I try <laughs> you, to have. You do mad shit. And, and you know mad shit. <laughs> you know mad shit about mad shit. <laughs> Like I've never talked about so many like actual topics in one episode. Like, like we're really having like real conversations. You just know so much about stuff. But I, go on. I didn't even know I would be here. So thank you for having me. Um, but uh, yeah, so like in my candles, like I try to like have like um, like different gemstones in them, different like herbs, and it's not coming from a place of like, hey, like do a spell with this. It's more like ha- have an intention when you light it. Yeah. So like for me, ritualistically, like my Nana, um, before she passed, she would tell me to light a candle when I'm writing and then blow it out when I'm done writing. Cool. And it became like a thing that I do every single day, you know? So that's like why I wanted to start this little candle business. Um, just that's to like, so cool. But intention behind what I'm doing, you know, like even if I am writing a dumb news article, like at least it's still writing, I guess, yeah. you yeah. know? So that's just, so- Doing stuff with intention, but that's like how Palo Santo is. Yeah, who? Palo Santo. Is that a person? No, <laughs> it's a it's a type of um wood that yeah. you burn. It's like sage. Oh. it's like sage. Yeah. Why um, is a wood named like a in, human? It's then? interesting too because <laughs> even you know like looking back on old Nipsey Hustle interviews and I, I mean Lauren did one too where she was talking about how he sages every day. Yeah, and, you yeah. know like it's interesting seeing like how people are applying different things into their day to day and you know, learning more about like law of attraction. And that, that was my article about, um, that I wrote about today. Like just the idea that like what you put, what you put out there, you attract and just like putting words behind that. So like that intersection of spirituality and hip hop is definitely something that I'm starting to find a voice in. So Wow. I'm excited about it. That's fire. <laughs> you just know. I mean, so you much. you know you know Jay Z and like Diddy, like all these people, like they have spiritual advisors. They have people they have yeah. life coaches. They have people like they're surrounding themselves with people who like are reinforcing their positive thinking. I guess that yeah. really is what a life coach is, really, just to reinforce and put that shit out there. Like, yeah. I mean I can't say for a fact, but like I'm you know Diddy has like people around him who are feeding him those Especially memes such and a positive, like yeah. you know. He's all about the what is it, it was hashtag positive vibes only, I think at Revolt, right? Yeah. yeah. Team yeah. love. I don't oh. I hated that one. We had four. It was positive vibes only and team love. Um damn, I don't remember the other two. But it, we had to like pull pictures for those four fucking topics every single day yeah. and use the hashtag Wednesday wisdom or something so morning much. motivation like but ugh. I know all that stuff is corny but if you're th- if you're if you're first if you're first thought waking up is negative that could set the whole tone for your day it can so, you know so. especially like on days that I was going to be writing I tried not to like I tried practicing like don't even like just look at my phone for the time and do not unlock it do not mm-hmm. look at any of the text none of the stuff don't go on social media like Start your day, pray, brush your teeth, all that, and then just write. Like, don't let any of that shit cloud your mind because it's going to cloud, like, the angle that you're going into right in. Yeah. And that shit really helped. 
Yeah. I, I do this thing too with writing where like, if I'm in a nasty mood, I'll like try to reset my day by like, I'll just take a shower. It'll be like three o'clock and I'll have a deadline. And I'll be, I'm going to take a break to shower <laughs> because that's what I need to do. Cause otherwise I'll sit there and I'll spend four hours on Instagram. That's what I yeah. do. Like the, the book took me longer than I even needed to, because it was like, even Saturday, I sat down for like literally an all day writing session. I planned it out. I got to Starbucks by like 1030 AM it's like, mind you, I'm sitting sitting right there, computer, nothing else. By 1 p.m., I still have only been on Instagram. I didn't even, like, I didn't even write one single fucking word from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Starbucks for that, that. That's one of my biggest fears is, like, I turn my screen time on, and I just see how much time I'm spending. And I mm-hmm. lock myself out after three hours, which is also kind of a joke because I'm spending, like, six on it, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea that, like, I was thinking a little bit about if I wanted to go back to school and I was like, I don't think my attention span can do that. That's literally what I was thinking too. I mean, not that I would go back to school now, fuck that shit. But if I ever wanted to, because I think about sometimes like I want to take a Photoshop class, I want to take a this or that. Although Photoshop, because it's so literally movement, that might be a little bit easier to focus on. But anything, I can't even fucking watch a movie that I'm super into without looking at my fucking phone in the crib. Like there's no way I could sit through a class of someone talking to me. No fucking way. (laughs) Uh, there's n- I could imagine I mean I have friends who are teachers who are teaching middle school high school and like I mean I remember even just having like my flip phone under the desk texting yes. my friends and that and the fact that you know now it's like people are getting iPhones at age five onward right you know it just makes me nervous for our future I want to give my kid a fucking phone like super young though I was just talking about this with somebody the other day they were like you know my kid's asking for a phone, but I'm not ready until she's at least like 10, this and a third. Oh. And I don't know. I feel like I'm just so so scared of like, like I need to know where you are at all times. Like they they make it pretty um pretty helpful for parents too with like parental clocks. Like it's like you can only he, call me or yeah. There's like little or, kid phones that like you literally yeah. can only dial out, and it's only the program numbers that you put. And that's what I I would buy that or whatever. Um, but then like he was telling me even like with iPad, you can like have a tracker on it for your kids. So, you know, at all times where they're at and there's like, you could see their speed in their car and you can like shut that down, like hella shit or whatever. The iPad stuff makes me nervous too. Like I just like, you know, the idea that like a three-year-old is like drawn to a screen and, but at the same time I I see like, you know, I'm I'm not planning to be a parent anytime soon, so I don't Mm -hmm. have to cross that bridge, but you know, it's like that thing where it's a nostalgic feeling. Like, oh, I played outside growing up. Yeah. You know? But I really like, do feel so sad that these kids are not. They like, they're going to be fucking vaginas. Like, all <laughs> of them. Like, you even, like, poke them. They're going to cry. Like, yeah. Well, I think about imagination, too. Um, yeah. That's like the SpongeBob meme. Like, imagine, you know, no, but, but it's seriously, just like. I was such a creative kid writing books, making plays, doing shit. Like, I would sit on the floor with magazines, cut them up, make a thing, yeah. like, you know, write my own stories. Like, I also grew up in the middle of the woods, so it was like my entertainment was. Ooh, I that's so cool. Fucking like had to. That's cool. <laughs> it's like, it's like a also sad movie. super white, but so cool. Like, that's. Yeah. Um, Was there like creeks and shit and like leaves? I I grew up on 10 acres of land um, where like the grocery store was a 20 minute drive. Damn. So I always say it's in the boonies. Oh, yeah. Was there cows? There was not a cow, but I did. This is like probably the whitest story on the planet. But <laughs> yes, my like one of my first crushes named his cow after me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> You don't know, Roman. 
months until someone <laughs> names their cow after you. Holy I know. shit. Yeah. Now you know I like with all my rap stuff too, it's like my intro is like Eminem first, everything else second. Yo, but like, same <laughs> same for like the Polish side of me. Like definitely went from Britney Backstreet to Eminem. That is the yeah. gateway. That is yeah. the white people gateway. I mean, I, I had I had Hanson in there. <laughs> Me too. Like, oh my god! And then like in eight. So wait, that was that was. Oh yeah, younger. So then my freshman year of college or my sophomore year, it was way later. But like Hanson did a meet and greet on campus, and like you better fucking believe I was yeah. out there with Hanson. I got to meet them. I actually have a really good Hanson story. Really? Yeah. Throw um, it on me because I love Hanson. <laughs> I wanted to be with Taylor um, so bad when I was a kid. <laughs> he was the hottest one. Oh, um, but yeah, so I played softball very competitively. Um, <laughs> hashtag so white and not lesbian. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah I played, mad white girls do I, play. <laughs> I played softball. It was a thing. You can tell from my body type that I played softball. Um, but body type. <laughs> played softball. <laughs> But we had a tournament uh, and like one of the girls on my team, um, like her dad worked for like the Marriott or something like so we were staying at one on Jones Beach and it was where they had like a pop concert that weekend. So like, what year ever, are we in? What did you say? What year are we in? At this this is probably 1999. And you're how old? Nine. Okay. Maybe 2010. Maybe I was 10. Okay. Was nine or 10. Um, or no, no, no. Yeah, I'm getting my dates wrong rewind rewind cool. I, <laughs> so I know i made a joke the other day that i don't do math on weekends and my friend was like you don't do math ever um but yeah i was i was probably like nine or ten okay um and 1999 2000 right um and we were staying at this hotel where everyone from the show like also was staying at it so like i met um like the members of nsync in the lobby <sighs> Cool. I met I high five JC Shazay one time. He's the one who signed my homework. Wow, I, he's the best one. I Shout out to JC. I literally went up to him and was like, "Will you sign my homework?" He was like, <laughs> "Definitely not," but he did. I still have it. Um, so wait, did you you didn't hand in the homework? Fuck it, I wouldn't. Know. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we had like a really big day of like sporting the next day. Like I had games and all hashtag softball, and there was a group of people who figured out that Hanson was on my floor. So it was like two o'clock in the morning and there was like 10 or 15 girls just outside in the hallway singing Mbop. Oh my God, they and were like, so annoying. <laughs> and like me being like prissy, I have to be refreshed for my softball game. I go out in the hallway and I like yell at them to leave. Oh my God, white. But I, I got them to leave and like in my like Chrissy did. faded memory, I got a thank you from Hanson. Wow. Like, cause they were too, lit. they weren't gonna be like, get out of here. They're probably used to it. Like, <laughs> that's so lit. <laughs> Shout out to Hanson. They look gay as hell. I now. called the manager on their fans. That's basically what that was. Wow. You're that guy. That's good. I would do that too because I hate when people make noise. I, I mean, yeah, like that song is a shadow at this point for them. Umba. What else have they, you know, what what's they had ha an amazing Christmas album that yeah. I listen to every Christmas. Like, what's Hanson up to, you know? They actually still tour and they all have short hair and wives, and I think they're all fucking Mormons and shit. I don't know. <laughs> There's a weird group of people, those guys. Yeah. But May 6th is Na uh, Hanson Day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, their hometown. Fun fact. I love that you know that. <laughs> and I just remember that from all my days ago. But yeah, I met them. I met, um, although one of them was missing, I think, that time. Or I didn't get a picture with Taylor. Something happened. 
Um, Backstreet Boys on July 17th, 1998, I got to touch the van they were sitting in. Ooh. So big, big stuff. And sync, we went to mm, Manhattan for my friend's birthday in um, eighth grade. And there was this big commotion outside of Planet Hollywood. And we're like, what's happening? Like, why is everyone lined up? What are you guys doing? They're like, NSYNC's coming. And literally, like, these people had been camped out forever. And we had just happened to walk up to the front of the line because we were just confused and asking what happened. And NSYNC comes right at that moment and, like, high fives only us and, like, no one else. And everyone was fucking (laughs) pissed. (laughs) Do you you think that Hanson, NSYNC, like, that era turned you into a fangirl for life? Yes, that is literally what I always say. Like, that is why I go so hard for attire or whatever. I mean, like, I guess it's in me. Not not every person was a fangirl, but because I was and, like, I learned. Yours evolved that. into a cooler space, though, because you had, like, Dipset. Yeah. And- yeah, I went from Eminem <laughs> I to did <laughs> not. <laughs> but it was, like, it was, like, the Oh Boy was such a popish kind of song that it just kind of, like, transitioned in. Mm. And then... I just went full on blood 145th and Broadway, like exactly. And uh, and now I don't know. It just never turned back. It just here we are. Rap hashtag rap. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like all of that shit. Do you remember the boy band No Authority? Hmm. They were. It was the one guy from the Secret World of Alex Mack. He played the boyfriend of the older sister Annie. I think her name was. But he was in this four-person group called No Authority. I don't remember not one song they had, but they were like they tried. They they gained a little footing, and then were they, they like lost on the it. cover of like Teen? Exactly, like like J fourteen or like Tiger Beat and Tiger Bop. Beat. Tiger Beat made me want to like write about celebrities a little bit. Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever thought about writing about anything. I don't know. I never thought about shit. I just used to do random shit yeah. and then. I, I used to want to make my own magazine, so that's, like, where I used that's to make, from. That's fine. I used to want to make my own radio show. Okay. And, like, we had a microphone and, like, two little kid speakers that were, like, this big. And we would just put it in our window and talk into the microphone and do a radio show, like, every, like, Saturday morning to our backyard of no one. <laughs> that's awesome. That is. I used to do that to the deers. <laughs> what? Like, my mom told me, like, a long time ago. She was like, yeah, when you were, like, I don't know, like, four or five, like, you would always look outside the window on the porch and sing to the deer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I love deer so much. My, my country upbringing. I, I never really had a thought about deer, to be honest. I, just, I, like, hope that they never hit my car. I guess that's, like, the extent of my thought about deer. I know. I don't, like, can't say I like or dislike deer. There's, there's the street that my parents live on, there's, like, one spot where there's always a deer. So I feel, like, I feel a way when they're not out to say hi to me. <laughs> my dad was drunk driving one time because he's an asshole. And, like, he hella fucked himself up in his car and, like, had yeah. to get airlifted and shit. Like, oh, he really no. fucked his shit up. And this motherfucker tried to lie and say it was a deer. <laughs> like, like, he was going with that shit for dumbass long. Like, to this day, even though he got the full DUI charge and all oh, that, God. like, my mans couldn't drive for, like, nine months and would just not admit that he was just drunk driving. Like... To this day, he says a deer jumped out in the oh middle my of the God. road. He swerved. Like, Dad, no, we the, all know there was no deer. When was this? 
in 2011. Okay, I was going to say that all the laws are so strict now. Like yeah. You can't get away with <laughs> blaming it on a deer. He, he yeah. didn't, though. He didn't get away with it. He got a whole ass right. DUI, but he's oh, still man. telling everyone that he swerved for not, not to out myself as a criminal on your podcast, but this is actually the 10-year anniversary of my DWI. Really? So it's off my record as of August. Oh, wait. So wow. I can go back to Canada. <laughs> oh, it's a real thing. Oh, my God. It was, like, really holding you back from, like, life? Well, the problem was was that I was underage. Oh, so oh you fucked I up. Could have, I could he have, was doing bad, bro. I could have blown anything from a .02 to a .0 whatever, and it would have counted the same. So Damn. I blew a .06. Okay, and what's that in the scale of, like, what are you supposed That's, to be? If I was 21 plus, it would the officer would have, like, let me go. Uh, so legally I wasn't intoxicated, but legally I was underage. Oh. So I couldn't, I had, I lost my license until I turned 21. I had to have a conditional license. Oh, shit. So you'd only drive to work in school. I had to do that, like, 3 a.m. phone call to my parents. I was I was a mess. Like, uh, Kathy and I joked that we're going to put my mugshot on, a, like, a future birthday cake. That's fire. <laughs> that's so cool. But they let, you know, they, that's, they, that's they cool. handcuffed my wrist. They handcuffed my feet. Like, Damn, oh, man, bro. I made a scene. I was like, leave me in jail. Don't tell my parents. <laughs> White people shit. It'd be like that. <laughs> I paid my price. I did my time. <laughs> Don't tell them. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that's a little fun fact. Damn. Criminal I, record. I got my license suspended for three weeks when I was 18 because even though I had a regular license, or you're supposed to, you know, when you turn 18, you get you get it off of that provisional 17-year-old one. But or, or I don't know how else it is, but that's how it is in Jersey. From 17 to 18, you get a provisional. And so with on a provisional, you can't, you know, speed. You can't do this. You can't do that. And, um... I got pulled over when I was 18, but I had never switched it over. So I got charged as a provisional license. And so my speeding was so high that they took away my license for three weeks. And I still drove anyway. I just was hoping I didn't get caught. (laughs) (laughs) I've been I got pulled over for texting and driving, too. So I feel like all these things are just a sign that, like, one, I shouldn't have a car Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two, looking out for something worse, you know? Yeah. We've been giving you guys quality content for about three years now, and we want to bring you even more. By subscribing to our Patreon, you'll have access to everything from full videos to spending a day with the gang and riding in a low rider through the streets of L.A. Um, We got tiers for our listeners on a budget, and we got tiers for our big ballers, too, and everyone in between. And even if you don't care about the content and you just want to support us, we would appreciate that, too. So subscribe to us at patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. All right, what time is that? Oh, we did an hour, right? Okay. Great. So I'm going to go because I have to pick up my dog and get on my shit because I'm going to New York. So and Casey's going to watch Nova for two days. As a, I used to be a dog walker. So there will be ample photos and updates. <laughs> that is what I live for. See, when he's with his father, I don't get anything. Like WAP won't even answer my phone calls he when he has the dog. Yeah. Literally. <sighs> oh, it makes me so sad. But I know my baby will be in good hands. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Patreon and shit like that. Do all that. We got new Mottyman Road Tracks up there. New Genius coming mm-hmm. soon. And we'll holla at y'all next week. If you want to follow Casey, it's what? On Instagram, I'm KCYA, like KCA. And then on Twitter, it's KCORCUTT at KCORCUT. Nice. Better holla. on Twitter, I think. Nice. <laughs> Bye, guys. Talking about so much like actual stuff.